What number is this, Chip? Episode 113, A Trip to the Library, a discussion of monkeys' books with Sarah Clark and Tim Powers. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Zilch, everybody. I'm Sarah Clark, and joining me today is Tim Powers. Hi. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about a, a topic I have been wanting to do, oh gosh, really since I started getting involved in Zilch, um, which is my favorite, our you favorite. You started episode one, right? I started episode one, not episode zero, but episode one. I, I, I did right. a Monkey's Cover Corner segment on episode one um and i have wanted to do the segment probably since that episode one because i am a librarian by trade as a, a few of you have noticed i'm actually a uh, i am actually a library dean right now but um i have always wanted to do a segment about books about the monkeys because there's a ton of them there's a ton of them and people don't realize it and they're about every kind of concept you can think of to do with the monkeys there are books by the monkeys there are books about the monkeys music about the monkeys tv show about the monkeys as a cultural phenomenon scholarly books silly books gossipy books comic books comic books everything you could think of and so for the next little while tim and i are going to be talking about kind of some of our favorite books about the monkeys and by in in a couple of cases by monkeys and and just just um the sorts of things that i think as probably the closest thing this world has to a monkeys librarian that you should have on your monkeys related reference shelf so tim do you want to kick us off I will kick us off with uh, what I believe to be the first kid on the block. Um, in 1985, a first edition of this book entered my uh, entered my universe. Eric Lefkowitz's uh, "The Monkey's Tale," which I believe is the first real thorough pull back the curtain view mm -hmm. of uh, of what the monkeys was. And uh, and this was before the MTV uh, reunion, the the MTV resurgence. This was just uh, Eric at last gasp, uh, putting together uh, um, insanely minute notes yeah. about um, uh, about the history of the monkeys. It was at that time in '85. It was photos we hadn't seen. It was stories we had barely heard. Um, it was fresh interviews with all four guys, which were a rarity. Um, in 1985, and and this kind of kicked it all off uh, for me certainly. Um, not long after I got this book, I started buying up the Rhino re-releases, and then mm -hmm. before I knew it, the episodes were back on MTV and back on television for the first time in I think probably eight or nine years. Yeah. And um, to give away my age, I was 16 years old in 1985. Um, 
so you know those of you who are who are first generation fans and the guys never went away for some of us when the show was off the air and the records were hard to find we didn't have a whole lot mm-hmm. um and when this book came out there there's so much good stuff there have been um there have been uh, re-editions, there have been corrections, there have been updates. Uh, so there's, I think, the most recent um, update, I think, is uh, 2010, maybe? Actually, there was one after 2012. There was a 2013 release. There you go. Yep. So, um, and it's, I would imagine it's as thorough as the 85 uh, release. And Eric himself is an interesting fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, for me, this was a good foundation for uh, for the history of the guys. Yeah, yeah. I um, I enjoyed Monkey's Tale back in the eighties when I read it. When I revisited it, sort of in the the form of the more recent edition, twenty thirteen. Maybe it's just that I've gotten older and more cynical. That is always poss- a possibility. But it 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 okay. felt there's. There are points in that line in that book where it sort of it sort of crosses the line or at least just steps right up to the line between drawing back the curtain and kind of getting into like gossip and he said she said kind of stuff. Tell me more about that. Well, it's just um you know, just a lot of kind of the interpersonal drama about uh, about about the guys and and a lot of it is kind of, he's kind of passing along um you know he's passing along things he's heard from people but they're anonymous sources there was apparently um uh, some things that I know got a little controversy around the time um Davy died uh his his revised edition came out and he had put out something essentially saying that the 2012 um tour had already somewhat been in the works before he passed, but that Davey, like, wasn't interested in it, and then he also kind of got into some of the, some kind of unpleasant rumors about Davey and his third wife, and it was just, you know, it's all the kind of, you know, scuttlebutty gossip stuff we talk about, and and, and that's, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't write about it, I was saying that... Um, it's just not my particular cup of tea out of a uh, out of a monkey's book. It's not that I think that they're like pure as the driven snow and angels and that kind of thing. I, <laughs> oh, we know I, that. I, I, uh, I lost my illusion about that when I was 10, and I read my first monkey's book, which was uh, Maggie McManus's and Ed, Ed Riley's amazing manufactured image. And um, I, there's a photo in there of Davy smoking a cigarette. What? Can you imagine? Yeah, that 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 broke little 1987 just say no Sarah's heart. So. <laughs> but you know, that's that was my first little inkling that they're people. And I'm not saying that you can't talk about that I or shouldn't talk about that. I just for me it was um it felt like it was kind of telling people telling stories about people who couldn't really answer back at that point because Davy had passed. But at that point I'll take it. Yeah, the, the, the 85 edition um, I'm including in my library because of its cultural significance, which mm, was, oh, yes, it's the one it's it's the book that everything else is based on. Yeah, agreed. Okay. agreed. Uh, it's merit. Now, there have been many more books, which we are about to discuss, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, Maggie and Ed's book. Oh, good. Wonderful. So 
What do you got, Doctor? Okay, well, my first book that I'm going to recommend is the book that if you only own one book about the monkeys, you need this book. You need Andrew Sandoval's Monkeys Day by Day. Uh, the Monkeys, the day by day story of the 60s pop sensation. This thing goes in chronological order from essentially the guy's births all the way through, I think it's the end of 1969. Yes, double-checking. Oh, it goes into 1970, all the way. Literally, right. day by day. If something monkeys-related happened on that day, they co he covers it. And, I mean, we are talking down to the detail of what session players played on a session for a take for a song that, you know, may or may not have appeared on an album until the 90s. This is this is a librarian's book. It yes. is about as thorough as uh, as you can get. And and breaking down what cats played on what tracks, mm -hmm. uh, how many takes were were done of a particular track, um, you know, who played, uh, which monkeys were present in which session, what uh, episodes what what was you know videotaped or shot yeah. on on what particular day uh even what concerts were played um who the opening act was you know what were there mm -hmm. stories that happened uh about the guys on what particular day if you want to know what day uh nez's austin martin broke down yeah. <laughs> it, it's in this book. This is a remarkably uh, if, thorough and yeah. And book. if you want to know all the days for the thirty something, however many there were, different recording sessions for Ladies Baby, they're all in here. <laughs> you can even find the one where he brought a real baby into the studio. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I am uh, I am particularly proud of of my copy of this book for two reasons. Mm -hmm. Not the first of which is uh, I bought my copy from Andrew himself. And uh, at at a at the Tower Records in Sherman Oaks, oh, man. and uh, Andrew and Peter and Richard from Shoesway Blues were there and played oh, wow. a live set. I got to hang out with the with those fellows just mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And then when I had Bobby Hart on um, on Deep Dish Radio, he and I were discussing uh, whatever's right. Mm -hmm. And I had I had referenced the book and he. He was surprised to find out that I knew exactly what day they uh, they did the demo for whatever's right in '66. What else was recorded that day, and who was there? And he's like, "How'd you find that out, man? Did you go to the musicians' union?" I'm like, "Nah, I just looked it up in Andrew's book." <laughs> I gotta get oh, that's that. Dude. Hilarious. Bobby, awesome. Andrew, get Bobby a copy. <laughs> no kidding. You just don't live that far apart. Yeah, and, and, and my only quibbles about this book uh, is I would love, uh, all I want is um, a, a new version, um, you know, that maybe, I, I know it would be a heck of a project to bring it all the way up to the present, but maybe even just like zooming in on the particular reunion albums, just the, just the, the recording sessions from that time and, you know, maybe some of the other reunion stuff. And I'd love it in ebook format because it would be a lot easier to search because sometimes it is a little bit of a pain in the butt to figure out, okay, which time are they talking? You know, sometimes they talk about like a particular episode on different dates and, you know, it's you know, just like nerdy things that probably only I or another Zilch podcaster would need to look up in it. Sometimes it's a little awkward awkward to find but um you know i would love i would pay again for an ebook format of uh of monkeys day by day andrew so 
There you go, Code Monkeys. Code Monkeys with two E's. Code uh, <laughs> digitize, digitize this book and sell a copy to uh, to Sarah and her library. It will be a <laughs> valuable, invaluable resource. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is right. what happens when King goes away for too long. We all get goofy. <laughs> That's true, and and I'll tell you the if if we haven't brought it up, the the one of the reasons that Sarah and I are. Um, are doing this is to uh, is to help Ken along. You know, we need to get, um, we want to keep you keep you tuned in to Zilch, and um, we want to give Ken some downtime. So we're you know we're filling Ken's shoes today, which is not an easy thing to do. Well, and you know, Ken always has. We always have a great variety of voices with Zilch, and one of the really cool opportunities about kind of this phase is hopefully we can bring some new voices in like like you tim and 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 other folks who you know maybe have made brief appearances hopefully getting to spend more time and you know really getting involved in things and hopefully we can kind of do some do some really neat things in the next few months so um i've talked about my book i believe it's your turn again tim my next book is probably the most recent uh most recently published monkey's book um, and I have a I have a personal connection to it. Um, I am not involved in its publishing, but uh, Mark Arnold and uh, Michael Ventrea have published a book called Long Title: Looking for the Good Times and uh, Examining the Monkeys' Songs One by One. And these are um, reviews of each cut from a music critic standpoint hmm. uh, that help you kind of get a little behind. While Andrew's book gets into the nuts and bolts of how each cut was created, yeah. this gets into what the, the songwriter and the producers were, were going for. Uh, I like this book particularly because the cover was drawn by my friend Scott Shaw. Oh, and yeah. If you Have you seen this book, Sarah? I have not had a chance to read it, but I have seen the cover. Now, I didn't know that's who did the cover. I love it. My my husband's kind of a comic geek, so I know I know who Scott Shaw is. Okay. So. Okay, well, Scott is Scott's a friend of mine and a huge Monkees fan. Um, Scott actually has a cameo in the cover. If you look for him, awesome. He's he drew himself in in the in probably the funniest place in the book. But um, Scott is a very talented cartoonist who has designed characters for Hanna Barbera. Um, He's been the art director of an ad agency responsible for the Cocoa Pebbles um, uh, uh, breakfast cereal campaign. He's on Captain Carrington's zoo crew. Um, And Scott is uh, or was at one time the fellow responsible for drawing one of the incarnations of Rocky Rhino for Rhino Records. I did not know that. It's true. When uh, when Rhino used to have a retail store on Westwood Boulevard Mm -hmm. in L.A., there was a giant – I mean – 10 foot uh mural on the wall of uh of rocky and uh and scott drew that um it's it's scott's rocky that's on a lot of the um the rhino vinyl labels oh scott is also the art director for just us he if you look at the cover of just us he's the (gasps) fellow that actually designed that entire cover If I'd ever noticed that, I must not have made the connection that that was that Scott Shaw. That's amazing. Yep. And if you ever got Rhino catalogs in the 80s and 90s, yeah, which I all did. those awesome covers, those are Scott. Oh, man. So Scott is a very talented cartoonist who knows his monkey stuff, and uh, he could go toe-to-toe with anybody on this show or anybody listening to this show on Monkey's Trivia. Wow. And there are super deep 
references uh, drawn into the parade of characters that are chasing each other in a circle, <clears throat> in a circle, on the cover of this of this book. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's worth it just for the cover alone. But yeah, I've seen the cover. I hadn't had a chance to read it yet, but everything I've heard, it sounds like it's just an awesome book. There you go. And uh, yes, well, Scott gave me my copy. But Aww. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> oh, it is. It's such a great cover. So that is uh, that is my book number two, Doctor Clark. What do you bring to the table? Okay, I bring a ta- a book that I think everybody listening to this show who's listened more than an episode or two is familiar with, and it is the first of two books on my top five wi- or top four list that I wish that I had written myself. Um, this is by Zilch host emerita Melanie Mitchell, uh, and it is Monkey Magic, a book about a TV show about a band. And um, this gives just as much detail to the TV show that you can find in all these other resources that are out there about the music. The TV show has just kind of gotten short shrift over the years, which it really shouldn't have. It's it's just as groundbreaking in its way as the music has. And it, this was really the first the first book that went episode by episode and really chronicled at the at the at the TV episodes at the same level of detail that Andrew Sandoval and some of these reso- other resources did about the music. And but it's more than just a reference work. It it goes beyond uh, what like Andrew and other books try to do there because it also includes Melanie's kind of reviews and and, and, and kind of her personal takes on every episode, and um, that alone makes it worth the purchase. I, 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 I suppose I should, in the interest of fairness, notice that I was the fact checker on Monkey Magic, so, <laughs> so there is a little bit of a connection there. But I don't, I don't get a piece of that or any of that. It's a good book, and again, I'm sorry about us missing the thing about the gal that Mike was dancing with in Dance Monkey Dance, not being his mom, but. There's a resemblance, people, and it's not like he was around to debunk this stuff during the you know past fifty years. I think you're forgiven. Thank I think you. you're forgiven. You know, I, I I get nervous with fan based books, especially in um you know uh, the technology available today, where anybody can publish a book about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, some books are better than others. Yes, and they if you are. Get into deep fandom. Sometimes people have a great idea for a book that is executed poorly. Mm-hmm. Melanie Mitchell is a good writer, and yes. she did a fantastic job on this book. Mm-hmm. All of you need to own this book if you don't already. And 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 for the record, we do hope to be bringing back the color cast commentaries in some form or fashion. Um, stay tuned is, is all I'm going to say on that. Don't worry. You have not heard the last about the Monkeys TV show on Zilch. No, you haven't, which brings me to our next book, which is also written by a familiar Zilch voice and a fan and a really smart person and a really cool person on top of that your fellow phd dr roseanne welch with why the monkeys matter also on my list (laughs) there you go it's a great book oh did we discuss this can we cut this (laughs) i just felt like it it was a natural progression to go from no go for it go for it okay here's a little peek at how we put the show together kids we got a lot of zany stuff on this show Uh, (laughs) your nose is falling off dear (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Welch put this book together in uh, in 2016, but it is not only a labor of love, but and I I told Roseanne this myself. It um you know my my degree is in communication theory, and I studied media theory, mm-hmm. not to the point where I have a PhD, but um <laughs> and she 
mirrors a lot of thoughts that I've had for the past 20 years. So naturally, since she agrees with me, she's a genius. Of course. But she brings a couple of perspectives that I had never thought of. Uh, um, Female empowerment within the within the Mm -hmm. television show of the monkeys. Um, You know, the the struggle. There are some really interesting points in this book. And uh, I've actually read it twice. I liked it so much. Um, I've, I've been, I've been through this book twice and it's only two years old. Um, this is a fantastic book and, uh, and I really enjoyed what she had to say, but now this is also on your, your list too. Yeah. This is the second book that I wish I'd, I'd, I'd written. And, and it's not just, it, it looks at the monkeys from a scholarly point of view, but it, it really kind of analyzes them from several different angles as a band as a tv show as you know kind of the fandom that has sprouted up around it in fact i think believe that zilch is cited in her uh, in her bibliography and just as four people who've had like all these manufactured images and identities sort of thrust upon them over the last 50 years and sort of, you know, all the, that's the part, probably my favorite part of the book is kind of, it's one of those things that I was always really interested in and, and to see somebody kind of scholarly look at all the different ways that their identities have been constructed and framed over the years was really interesting. And I'm really scared that Tim and I are making this sound like very, like PhD and hard to understand and full of like high theory or something. But it is, it is one of those rare books that is both a rigorous work of scholarship and totally readable. Any zilch listener, I don't care who you are. You could pick up this book and find it a page turner. I would hand it to a 15 year old fan who's just discovering the TV show. Absolutely. One of the, uh, one of the reasons I think this book should be on your shelf is because you know you're at a cocktail party and people notice that you've got a monkey's watch or um you know they they get in your car and you turn it on and listen to the band comes up and they go what is this and then you go oh god here we go again mm-hmm. i have to give my dissertation on the monkeys <laughs> yeah we've all been there every single one of us has been, i've been at the grocery store with the guitar logo on my t-shirt and and you know hey you know they didn't play their own instruments really thanks thanks very much um, this, uh, this book actually gives you some, uh, it goes beyond that, you know, Jack Nicholson wrote their movie. It's, mm-hmm. it gives you some fodder for, for those kind of conversations, um, that serve two purposes. One makes you sound really smart. And two, uh, the people who come at you, you just load them up with so much information. They give up and go away. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's a good book on top of the fact that I just like Roseanne Welch as a human. I think that I, she's just a charming person, and uh, and I like um, a lot of the things that, that I've seen uh, seen her do. To be clear, from a scholarly standpoint, I, you know. Um, but let me – I'll tell you this real quick story. Please. Um, and they showed four episodes at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, and uh, Mickey was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there when Dr. – Welch handed her, <laughs> handed her book uh, to Mickey. I was I was literally in the front Yay. row. Thanks, Ken. And uh, and I was giving out zilch buttons that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, to see, um, it was such an interesting thing to see this very sophisticated and educated woman and her ten year old self at the same time. 
Yes, I got to see actually something very similar um, during the 50th anniversary tour. She actually flew out to St. Louis to see the show that Ken went to, and we, the Zilch crew, got called backstage, which was amazing. And I grabbed Roseanne because she was she was my plus one that night, and so she went back there too. And she hadn't given she had already given that book to to Mickey, but she hadn't given one to Peter yet. So she did that, uh, grabbed one, and and was able to hand that over to him over to him and he was of course was very gracious because he's peter but and 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 that's just such a lovely you're right it was just such a lovely moment and i would say it exactly that same way this lovely classy hollywood lady though she kind of rolls my eyes when i call her classy and and the 10 year old kid at the same time and it's just you know i it's the feeling i get every time that we have been able to do something especially cool on zilch and it's just you know i understand where she's coming from and it's it's really amazing and um yeah and she's just a neat lady everybody should talk to her she's just she's just really neat we need to come up with i need to find some excuses to get her on the show again it's been too oh, long. oh we've been trying to get her on deep dish radio my podcast for a while and our schedules just haven't synchronized oh, man you need to because i mean she's been in hollywood forever she's she's written on a lot of really neat shows so <laughs> she's been in hollywood a long time hollywood forever is a cemetery off sunset boulevard oh. and i don't think she's been there <laughs> i'm from oklahoma okay all right <laughs> She's been in a Hollywood for a long time, but she comes from Cleveland, which like every Monkees fan at some point came from Cleveland. She did. John Hughes is from Cleveland. One of my best friends is from Cleveland. So, yeah, I guess I can go next. Okay, cool. Well, my next one is not the best book by a monkey, but it is easily the best book about the monkeys by a monkey. And it is I'm a Believer by Mickey Dolenz and Mark Bago helped him write it. Um, you know, we all talk about Mickey's sense of humor, his voice, his sense of humor, his uh, great attitude with the fans, his sense of humor. And, and you know, Mickey doesn't really get enough credit for being like an abs- astute observer of people. He's kind of seen as the wacky front man. But when you read this book, he really provides like some really deep insights into just about everyone involved in the monkeys in the monkeys story. Everybody from you know the guys themselves to Bob and Bert, and 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 it's really just it's fascinating. And being and he brings an interesting level to it because he was the one who already understood how the Hollywood world worked. I mean, he was. You know, he did his prenatal work on ultrasound. He came up in that <laughs> world. and <laughs> Nobody likes a joke, Thief Sarah. If, if he can recycle it, I can recycle it. All right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he, 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 under, he like understands how the system works and it, it, he can sort of, he was able to sort of really observe how things were going on and he managed to you know i guess he didn't fry too many brain cells in the 60s because he was able to remember so much of it and kind of chronicle it in this book and you know and he seems to genuinely like pretty much everybody involved except probably kirshner but you know i I mean he genuinely seems to like and understand everybody who's involved in the story and it's just it's if you only read one book one of the monkey's memoirs. Well, you re- you should read Infinite Tuesday as well, but I mean, that's only like 
partly a monkey's memoir, but you should read Infinite right. Tuesday, but you should definitely read I'm a Believer. Um, he wrote, rewrote, added a postscript like in the mid 2000s. I think he needs to add like a post postscript that kind of covers everything that's happened in kind of this most recent 2012 to, to present era. So, you know, Mickey, if you ever get get bored of like touring 200 days a year, you know, there's an idea yeah, for really. you. If you ever have a spare moment with this <laughs> ton of stuff that but, you're doing, right yeah, now. If, if you know, like if you you know you know sprain your wrist and you can't work in the woodshop for a week, that'd be a great little project to take on. So, <laughs> there are a lot of things that I liked about I'm a Believer. I, as far as a you know a great historical tome, mm-hmm. it is not. It's, no, uh, it is a memoir, but and it's written in a very light style. Some of it is written kind of like a screenplay, which I thought was very Hollywood. Yeah, that's so adorable. Very appropriate mm-hmm. for a manufactured Hollywood band. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are uh, so many stories that he left out that I would have loved to have been a part of. You know, I would have loved to have heard more Hollywood vampire stories, oh, or I yeah. would have loved to have heard. You know, where was he during this during the Sunset Strip riots? What um, you know, how, how did that kind of stuff affect him? What, mm-hmm. um, a little more on Hendrix maybe, but you know, he had his story to tell and, um, you know, the book, we have the book as such as it is, and it is fantastic. I'm with you. I would love to see, um, you know, post just us notes, Yeah. you know, to see what, you know, what he thought and, and really now, you know, there hasn't been an update since before Davey passed. And yeah. I think now that enough time has passed, um, while it may be painful to revisit, I think, um, you know, to really put your thoughts down on paper would be something uh, he could really give all of us. But, you know, maybe he said all he had to say about it. Yeah. I don't know. His- very eloquent about it at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't think Nez is going to talk about that period because if he were going to, he would have done it in Infinite Tuesday. He had an opportunity and he, he chose to go in a totally different direction, which is totally understandable. Um, but I really am curious to, because Mickey is like, I don't know, it's one of those things I don't think we all appreciated so much until after Davey passed. I think it became more obvious that Mickey was sort of the glue that is holding the rest of the band together in some sense. He's like the one who gets along the best with everybody. I mean, I think there's a reason he's always kind of at the center of the stage, both kind of literally and metaphorically. Yep. How's he doing for most valuable monkey? <laughs> you know, in the, in the color <laughs> he's cast up there. He's up imagine. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's up. I would imagine. Um, it's, uh, he has been called by the other three guys. Um, the voice of uh, of the monkeys, mm-hmm. you know, and while they had arguably four lead singers, arguably three lead singers, um, you know, their sound, by and large, when you think about it, if you walk up to the average person and you say, hey, "Name me three monkey songs," two out of the three are are Dolan songs, yeah. and that's that's the legacy that lives on. Exactly. Um, you know, my guess is Mickey's probably the one that held onto his monkey money the longest. Yeah, I get that impression. Well, his yeah. he, he 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 said in the it said in the book that basically he got his first check and he kind of like fell over and then he stood up and he took it to his mom. So, yeah. you know, he he really had he was the most fortunate of the four of them in that way too because not only was he 
established in the business. His parents were established in the business and they understood, you know, that that's the lightning that strikes once and there may not be another thing like that for 20 years. So you gotta, you know, you gotta plan for these things. And, and obviously they, they probably did. It it, it sounds like his mom did right by him. So, yep. So there you go. Those are, those are books that are essential to uh, a monkey's library. I'd like to posit a book that has not been written yet but would be easily put together. Okay. And that is a collection of all 12 uh, Dell Comics Monkeys comic books, which were published between 1967 and 1969. Yes. Um, they were, most of them were drawn by a fellow named Jose Delbo, whose art you see in the She Makes Me Laugh video. And mm-hmm. they are fun to read. And they are, um, you know, a lot of times comics based on tv shows are kind of boring they're 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 um they're drawn poorly they're very stiff but this this was very monkeys and in fact jose delbo is on record saying that drawing the monkeys book was the most fun he's had in a very long career wow so um it would it would not take much to have clean copies of those books if the original art is not available i'm sure it's not but it wouldn't take much to clean those up uh and give them a nice color treatment and publish them in a nice hardbound uh Mm -hmm. hardbound book with maybe who knows a flexi disc i don't know wouldn't that be something yeah um wouldn't that be something john hughes who i think owns at least some of those uh (laughs) in his own comics collection John has told me that the scans (laughs) that came from the she made me laugh video came from his own collection oh man john's a comics fan (laughs) of the first degree yeah i mean he is yeah i i know he is a he is a hardcore comics geek so yes we would we would pay you money if if you were able to put that together john hughes just throwing that out there. <laughs> put it put in the Facebook notes, kids. If you agree with us and you'd like to read these monkeys comics, they're good, I promise. Put them in the Facebook <laughs> notes. Hashtag John Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag forward by Tim Powers. Yep. And and another book that hasn't been written, though in this case, this one is in the process of being written. Um, uh, Craig Smith, another Zilcher emeritus, is really doing Andrew Sandoval even one better by um, writing uh, by putting together a book called Mixing Links: The Monkeys on Disc. They are cataloging every mix and every release of every song ever in any audio format or on the TV show or you know cereal box whatever um i've been kind of following this <laughs> oh from afar God. and i am just i am in awe at the scope of what they are what they are assembling this one is still forthcoming i know i hopefully it'll be out this year i don't know but i already know that once it gets out it is definitely going to have a place of honor on my bookshelf so that is an exhaustive uh search there are many many incarnations of many 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 songs because then there's foreign releases and there's TV mm-hmm. mixes. Yeah, I don't know if he's attempting international or just just U.S., but it's either way. It's a that's a that's an undertaking. Yeah, it really is. Um, that will be an interesting book to see. There are other books that we did not mention, and um, many of them are written by friends of Zilch, and we are in no means. Uh, discounting those books. If uh, if you see a monkey's book written by a name that you recognize, buy it by all means. Yeah, and 
And what I would love to see is in the show notes of this episode, why don't you list your favorite um, your favorite book about the monkeys that was not included on this list. For instance, if I'd had another slot, um, in addition to mentioning, uh, mixing links, I also would have talked a little bit about manufactured image. Um, you know, Maggie McManus and Ed Riley and Bill Chadwick put together, uh, uh, uh it was probably the second book after Monkey's Tale by Eric Lefkowitz because it came out in 86, 87, something right. like that. I got it for Christmas this year, that year, the year it came out. And um, that was my Red Rider BB gun Christmas <laughs> present. It is, the, it is the Christmas present that I will hold on to for the rest That's of my adorable. life. It's, this book is, uh, well, this book is why I'm on Zilch. I, I, it, it, it started the chain of, you know, going from, oh, they're a cool band and I like their music to being like sucked down the rabbit hole of this band that wasn't a band and these people who had to be in this band that wasn't a band. And it was just, it's, it's a whole existential mind blower when you're 11 years old. And, you know, and in some ways, I've basically been trying to solve the riddle of the monkeys ever since I got that book for Christmas. Uh, there's a book called Monkey Music by Andrew Hickey that you should check out. Yes. There's uh, Fred Velez's book, A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You, that you should definitely you. check out. Yeah, it's it's the autobiography of really the monkeys fans, monkeys fan. He has been here since the beginning. He was very involved in the fandom through thick and through thin. Um, he is up there with Maggie McManus in what I would, you know, in my pantheon of like most significant monkeys fans. No question about it. Um, yeah. let's see the, uh, not to forget, uh, Christian Miller's book on head, mm. uh, Harold Bronson's book. Hey, Hey, we're the monkeys, which is full of really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Mills, um, Monkey's Head in the 60s. Right. Another, the second scholarly book about the monkeys. Um, one book that I will recommend, if I can cheat and put in one more, which is I not did. necessarily a monkey's book, but uh, Bobby Hart's Psychedelic Bubblegum. Yeah. Is really one of the best books that just captures that time. And Bobby had such a front row seat at so many interesting things that happened around uh, the monkeys and around Boyce and Hart. And it's a, from a showbiz standpoint, it's fascinating because Bobby keeps his head throughout, which is mm-hmm. something that you don't always get in showbiz biographies. And you get yeah. this humility and this artist. Plus, I just, Bobby's just the coolest guy. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's an amazing guy. It's an amazing um, book. It's the sort of book about showbiz that at the end of the day makes me glad I'm a librarian. But um, it's still a great read and 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 wonderful uh, a, a wonderful book to be part of. And and I you know I know we've given short shrift to the other to the other um, memoirs, but uh, Davies' memoir is very interesting as well and definitely worth a read. And um, well, you know anything. Nez has ever written you know once you can like understand it it's really good but (laughs) Infinite Tuesday is easily his most readable thing Um, even if you found some of his work challenging in the past which is totally understandable uh, Infinite Tuesday is very readable and and probably I think it's probably the best thing he's he's written that I've read anyway so yep it's fun and uh, Mm -hmm. the audio he reads the audiobook so if you'd like to hear him tell the story he could certainly do that for you 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 have to get any Nes book in audiobook because he just he kills it (laughs) (laughs) yep 
So, uh, so those are books that ought to be on uh, on your monkey's bookshelf. We can't get to them all because they are stacks and stacks miles high. Um, but you know, I mean, Sarah, when we when we were researching this show, I think you found um, you found a ton. Of, of yeah, monkeys there was the- over. I, w- I looked in World Cat, which is like a catalog of library catalogs. I forget the exact number, but it was over. The, there have been oh, well over a hundred books on the monkeys published. I mean, some of them are just little things, or they're like those little books about the monkeys uh, from the era, like you know, monkeys go mod, and you know, that, which almost like made that. my list. By the way, <laughs> I've never read that. Oh, it's a. Do I need to? You don't need to, but it's. <laughs> the art is really interesting and it was clearly put together before the TV show took off. Uh. There are little, little bits and pieces in there where you're like, they didn't know what they were really working with. Did they? Yeah. They, they either, either before it or they just, you know, they didn't actually bother watching the show. <laughs> oh, there was no show to watch. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Only the pilot had been shot because there's lots of references to the pilot. And ah. on that. Okay. Well, I am going to have to check this out then. Plus, the art is pretty cool. It's very 60s cartoony, and it's really, really interesting. Um, there's another book where it's it's basically stills from head that are just cut and pasted into weird – I forget what that book is called. Somebody on the internet will remind me of what it is, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's cute to flip through. Uh, it shows up in dollar bins and, and thrift stores and yeah. stuff all the time. Well, this has been wonderful, uh, Tim. Thanks for stopping by to visit, and I'm really looking forward to you becoming a more regular voice here at uh, at Zilch. <laughs> then, uh, I appreciate you being that one person in my corner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, Zilch is such a great community, and I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. great. I'm glad to be a part of it, and I'm glad we can put this episode together and help out our buddy. Um, you know, we encourage you to pick up any book uh, about the monkeys, especially if they're written by any of the names that we've mentioned or any of the names that you're familiar with. If yeah. um, if friends of the show have written a book, um, we encourage you to pick it up. Just go to Amazon, punch it in, see what's out there. You can't, you really can't go wrong. There aren't there aren't bad books. Okay, there's <laughs> one, but if you find it, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful place to leave this. So thank you for coming in to talk about Monkey's Books with me. And I'm just glad I finally got to do this segment I've been wanting to do since episode one. And we will play you out with uh, some uh, commercials for some of our favorite books about the monkeys. Hi, Zilch fans. This is Melanie Mitchell. Be sure to check out my book, Monkey Magic, a book about a TV show about a band. It's a lighthearted review and companion for the TV show that made the 60s fun. The paperback is available online from Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and the ebook can be bought anywhere that fine ebooks are sold. Check out the Monkey Magic Facebook page, follow me on Tumblr at bluemoonalto.tumblr.com, and listen for my contributions here on Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Hi, fellow Zilch fans. This is Dr. Roseanne Welch, author of Why the Monkeys Matter, Teenagers, Television, and American Pop Culture, a book about the enduring significance of the monkeys as a groundbreaking television program, one that introduced audiences to new ideas of political ideology and new concepts of class and feminist theory, a program that challenged the rules of a new medium 
and paved the way for future innovation. Why the Monkeys Matter highlights the artistic achievements of the show's writers, actors, directors, and other artists, and celebrates all that the Monkeys mean to television, to American popular culture, and to us, the fans. Why the Monkeys Matter is available in print and for Kindle, Apple iBooks, and Nook from your favorite bookseller. Find out more at RosanneWelch.com. R-O-S-A-N-N-E-W-E-L-C-H dot com. Hello, this is Peter Mills. I'm the author of the book, The Monkeys, Head and the Sixties, which is the first in-depth study of their 1968 movie. It looks at the history of the band right from their beginnings in 1965, right through their success, the movie, the seventies comebacks, the book also looks at the 33 and a third TV special, the Monkeys MTV revival, a lizard sunning itself on a rock, all the way through to 2016's Good Times. The book is available from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and no doubt other online stores, and is also available as a Kindle download. Check out The Monkeys, Head and the Sixties. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. <laughs> Don't now. Now really, everybody cool it, because I'm gonna be able to get through this. Action. Hey, wow. It's a groovy button. What does it say? Love is the ultimate trip. Oh gee, that's a nice thought. Gee, that's a neat button. What does it say? Let's go again. Aside from the fact that I just like Roseanne Clark, I think she's a nice person. Roseanne Welch. Oh well shit. <laughs> There's our blooper. Shit. Proceed. <clears throat> ah, shit. Oh my. <laughs> yep. Ken loved it, but what doesn't uh-huh. Ken love? Yeah, Ken. Ken. Well, you know, I. I. Ken also has good taste. <laughs> Sometimes. Usually. <laughs> Sometimes. I've been doing this shit for a while. There's a few kids who listen to this, but I don't think very many, so. Ah, <laughs> <f-em>. <laughs> exactly.